0: everyone, this is episode 755 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, November 25th. (laughs) What? Where did I get all that from? Friday, January 15th, 2021. It is nowhere near November anymore, and it's definitely not the 25th. I at least got the 5 right. I can pat myself on the back for that. Here I am patting myself. Pat, 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 pat. pat. But uh, anyway, I will be talking about today me, your host, Marcus Nez, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the order, I've fucked up everything already, but I will be talking about The Pillar, Puzzle Escape, Brawl Chess, Gambit, Synth Riders, maybe a little bit more NBA 2K21, and that's it. I didn't really watch anything of note that I can think of outside of anime, one of which I'm really, really, really hating, but yeah, WandaVision came out today, I believe, but I haven't watched it yet. I am excited to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet, so I cannot talk about it. But before I get to what I've been playing and wrap this thing up real nice and quick, one, I want to wish a very, very happy anniversary to my good friend John and his lovely wife Beth. They're celebrating 10 years today, which is amazing and awesome and couldn't be happier for them. Lovely people. Lovely people. Super, super happy. They're the best. So happy anniversary to the best people that I know. Okay. I mean, some of the best people. Not definitively the best. I'm not going to call anyone the best. But they are some of the best. And I also want to talk about Attack the Backlog. So I now have four finished episodes. The Sands of Time, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, the original version, of course, because the remake is not out And then Doom 2016, The Quiet Man, and Halo 2. And I think, I don't believe I made a definitive pick last episode, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to put out the Halo 2 episode this weekend, which is titled, My Father Hates Halo 2. And yeah, that's an intention grabber, a little inflammatory, and is sure to piss some people off but maybe it'll get him to hate-watch it and give me all the thumbs-downs. I don't know. But it is the title because my father did hate Halo 2. He repeatedly told me about how much he hated playing it while we were playing it and how he wished we were playing anything else. And so I tried to channel him and his energy in part of that episode and then my own thoughts and feelings and the rest of it. But I think it was a bit of a fun episode to, to write and then record and then put the video together with some cheeky moments in the video that you'd only be able to see if you watch the video because it's it's not reflected in the script but yeah that will probably be the episode and when I say probably I mean like 99.9 percent likelihood of it being the episode this upcoming Sunday and then after that because I, I kind of want to go hot and cold. Like, I don't go into any of these games expecting to not like them or like them. I'm going into them fresh, hoping for the best in every scenario. But I have been on a bit of a cold streak. I I can't remember the last game I loved. But I did love Dune 2016. So I think that'll be the next episode after Halo 2. Then I'll probably throw in The Quiet Man. And then I am currently... I I finished playing... Finished the scripts for both Donut County and Rhyme. And those are two positive uh, episodes to varying degrees. Uh, one of them I really, really, really love, much to my surprise. And so those will be some more good uh, episodes to put out there. But The Quiet Man and Prince of Pressure are not positive. But I'm, I'm going to hold off on the Prince of Persia one, which I think I recorded and, and did all the stuff pre-Series X. So I think that one's been done for a while now. But I'm, at this point, just going to hold off until around when the remake comes out. So, yeah. But I think the, the schedule at least for now is Halo 2, Doom 2016, maybe The Quiet Man, and and then... One of those other two don't rhyme. And I, I'm i not sure what I'm going to play next. Uh, I, I have a pretty nice cushion now, as you can tell, given how many I have finished and how many are near finished. So, yeah, I have the time to work on something big, but I kind of want to knock out some more shorties. But I also, even if a game is multi-platform, I always feel weird if I am being too precious that's not the word I want to say but like if I am playing on one system I feel like I am neglecting the other ones and I should play something on Switch or Playstation or you know bust out the Wii U for the two games or whatever that are still locked on there or the Wii for the many games on there that I never got around to or the classic consoles I still have you know SNES games and Genesis games. I can play uh, when the Polymega comes out, whenever the fuck it actually does come out. I think the the new date was February. We'll see if that holds. But I'll be able to tackle some PlayStation games through that and other CD-based classic systems. And so there are a lot of things to pick from. I still have that one game... PID, or P-I-D, however you're supposed to pronounce it, that I got through the random number generator for Xbox 360, it an Xbox Live Arcade game, so I have that I can play, which I I know literally nothing about, I think it is a platformer with nice visuals, but that is as far as my knowledge of that game goes, which I'm just guessing because I think I looked at the screenshots when I'm like, what is this game that the random number generator came up with, and yeah, so feeling really good about I the backlog right now. And to just give another shout out to the Pixelbook, the Google Pixelbook, Chromebook, whatever. That that Chromebook is the best laptop I've ever used. The keyboard is fantastic. You know, it took a little bit of getting used to and just one also familiarizing myself with the keyboard shortcuts that they use because they don't have every key. Uh, it's, a, it's a truncated keyboard. There's no delete key. So in order to perform the delete action, like on a traditional keyboard, you hold alt and then press backspace. So there are things like that that you just have to get used to, which are things that are across all Chromebooks. So it's not like something that is specific to the Pixelbook, and then like you might have something that is different uh, different on a HP Chromebook or what have you. But the battery life is incredible. Form factor, love it. The keyboard, as I said, fantastic. And it just suits my needs so perfectly what I want out of a laptop, which is just a way to check email and write. And that's it. And, you know, do other relatively simple things like social, whatever, uh, and whatnot. But, yeah, I've, I've had a blast writing Attack the Backlog scripts on it. And I would like to start writing some more things. And, yeah. As I build this cushion with Attack the Backlog, I I plan to at least finish, just to fucking finalize that second runs, the first ever second runs episode, which is about The Last of Us. I'm pretty sure I'll I'll have to go through it again because it's been a while since I looked at it. I'm pretty sure I did multiple passes on the script for that and that it's all finished and I just need to record it and then put the video together. But then... You know, I, I'd like to play some more games for that and have a bit of a cushion there so that like I still I still don't know how scheduling was like I don't want to. The biggest concern is always being too What is the word I'm looking for, but like putting too much out there and, and too much on my plate and I don't want to do that. I don't want to decide, this is how the schedule gonna work, and then realize a few months down the road, I can't handle this as this being my like hobby, my side thing. Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. So, we'll see how everything works. When I'm on it, like with the Tat the backlog, I'm able to get stuff done really quickly and smoothly. Uh, so, we shall see. Because I want to play to the moon for second runs, and then follow that up with finding paradise for attack the backlog. But uh yeah, that's enough about attack the backlog and other random nonsense. To what I've been playing, which is what you really care about on this podcast. You know, I, at some point I might add time codes, timestamps again to this podcast, but not today. This week has been a little bit hectic in the latter half, and, and therefore I'm recording this later than I would like, and I just want to get this episode done and out there. So the pillar, Puzzle Escape, is basically The Witness, except it's not The Witness. It's much shorter. It's eight. It is comprised of eight relatively small areas, and I've completed five of them and have made my way partially through the sixth one. And it's all pretty simple. I, I don't know if they'll add a few more new puzzle mechanics or whatnot in the last two levels. But also, for achievement and trophy hunters, all you need to do is clear the fifth area to get everything. You have to get a certain percentage or whatever, but like, there are no achievements for doing anything in the last three areas. So you can look at that as technically completing the game. Because you get nothing of value after that. We all know that once you get all the achievements, a game is over and you just throw it in the garbage. But uh, to, to actually talk about the game. So when I say it's The Witness, what I mean by that is that it really is just The Witness. It doesn't have as many different types of puzzle designs. And it's not as intricate or as lengthy or as complicated or as Pretentious as the witness. But it's it's a, a good time. And the, the visuals, nice and colorful. Pretty simple, but colorful. Uh, you know, inviting. And the majority of the puzzles are grid-based. So when you get to an area, there'll be doors and whatnot that are locked. And in order to unlock them, there'll be these pillars around the environment thus the the name the pillar puzzle escape and on these pillars the majority of them some will have less but they'll have a panel on each side Uh, and these panels are a grid and on these panels the the majority of the puzzles are comprised of a very number of colors so you'll have one square, uh, or you'll, you'll have two squares of the same color and you'll have to connect them. So one grid might have some blue squares, some orange squares, and some yellow squares. And you have to navigate them, create a path for them through this grid while not intersecting with the other colors, but also filling the entire space. So you can't leave any white space. You have to find a way to connect all the squares without inter- intersecting them overlapping or any of that and that's pretty much it for the majority of puzzles you'll have ones that are uh, memorization base so you'll look at a blank grid and it'll show you a color like a snake of colors going in a specific route and it'll Increase the difficulty for those by either speeding up the the pattern or adding multiple colors and paths that you have to memorize. Uh, and if you screw up, you have to start over from the beginning with all the, the various patterns. You don't get to like lock in one pattern and then retry the, the second one or anything like that. Then they've added something that is similar to the getting one color to the other color to, to connecting the colors, but instead of moving one space at a time, you, you move until you hit a a barrier. So then you have to find a way of completing a section while having to like, it, it reminds me of those like sliding puzzles or something, but those are really all the puzzles that are there. Uh, there's not much environmental stuff going on outside of every now and again you'll unlock something that requires a passcode to, to further progress and then you just have to find in the environment somewhere the four digit password for the the lock, the combination, the safe, what have you. But yeah, it's a pretty simple and straightforward game. It'll probably take you my guess would be uh to be conservative like 2 hours to complete the whole thing you know it's it's not that challenging it is pretty forgiving uh and, and yeah i had a good time with it it's 10 dollars i believe or or somewhere in that ballpark so if you like it and of course first person yeah um but if you play the witness and really like the witness even though I, I, I mean, I say this all the time about games, but like, you know, it, it kind of sucks to say, if you like this game, then you're going to like this game. But if you like The Witness, I can't think of a more Witness game since The Witness than this game. The Pillar Puzzle Escape is the most Witness game since The Witness. This also made me think, man, I I can't remember the last time The Witness has been on sale. I don't think it's been listed but I'm just like, you know, they always have these sales, you know, they have weekly sales, they have big holiday sales and all that stuff. And at least on the consoles, I don't think The Witness has been on sale for a very long time. Was it ever on sale? Is what I'm putting. Like, I own it, but there's like no way in hell I would have paid full price for The Witness cuz it did not interest me all that much, even though I did enjoy it, but I fucking I did like something and and missed one thing or, or another and didn't get all the achievements, and I'd have to redo the whole thing now. So I've always been a little butthurt about it. But the Pillar Puzzle Escape is a solid little puzzle game, and and definitely 100% recommended to anyone who loved The Witness. Then Brawl Chess is incredibly disappointing, Brawl Chess Gambit. It's disappointing because I just assumed with the the title Brawl Chess, it was going to be more than just chess but it is just chess and instead of like seeing a piece get knocked down or fly off the table you get a little animation one of those like little dusty cloudy animations where like oh there there are two people or there could be multiple people not in this case but there are two people or two pieces fighting in this cloud you know who's going to win because you know what the pieces do they don't have any special powers or anything like that it's just basic chess with a cartoony medieval skin on it I guess which you can turn off in the menu and I did because I don't like the art all that much but it's just chess and the problem is it's so fucking bare bones that I don't understand who it's for is it for kids because of the, the more cartoony colorful aesthetic Like, I I would not get this for my kid. and I'll... So, it's a $10 game, and with that $10, you get your your the game and then two characters to pick from. The characters are meaningless. They're just these cosmetic avatars that you can pick just because you like the way they look. There's a third one included in the game, which is a robot, but that can only be picked by the AI if you're playing one player, which is weird. Don't like that. And then there are Five additional ones you can purchase as DLC. They cost two, no, they cost a dollar a piece if you buy them individually, or three dollars for the pack of all five of them. That's not that expensive, and that's all the DLC there is, but it just seems a little bit weird. uh, And I'm guessing it's because they looked at the whole package like this is a $15 game, but in order to make it a bit more enticing, let's sell it for $10. Remove these, what are essentially just images that, you know, might have like the most basic of animations and sell them as DLC instead. So that's just a bit weird. But my my real problem with the game is just how fucking bare bones it is as a chess game. What you get in Brawl Chess Gambit is one player against the AI. I don't even think. I, I, like Don't quote me on this. I'm not sure if there's online play, but I I feel like there wasn't. But you have one player, which is you against the AI, or two player. And that's it. It doesn't even have a tutorial, which is why I, I struggle to think, like, is this really for kids? I guess if the kid already knows how to play chess, maybe. But if they don't know a damn thing about chess, this game's not going to teach them anything. So that just seems weird that it doesn't even have like the basic instructions or like, I don't even think there's a way to like look up and say like this, what these characters do, this is the kind of moveset they have. So all you have is one versus the computer or one versus a human. That's it. And then when you're playing against AI, while a lot of chess games have the traditional chess ranking system, Whatever it's actually called, I'm not entirely sure. But you know, they're like you know. I think it's ranges. I don't know how low it goes, but in like the hundreds to the thousands, and I think it varies by a single number. So like, it is very. There's there's, there's way more depth there. Like there's there's a lot of depth to what a, a person's ranking means and and how difficult it can be. And I'm sure that. Is hard to do uh, gameplay wise, AO wise. So in Brawl Chess Gambit, you have five difficulty levels very easy, easy, normal, and then like hard and very hard. And it, I look at that and the fact that all you have is play against a computer, play against another person. And I don't I don't even think there are customizable options like can you set a timer? I don't even know if you can do that. I think it is just one versus whoever go at it. I don't think you can do it like where you have a, a timer in there. And like there are a decent amount of chess games out there for all these platforms. And I, I'm playing all these games on Xbox One except Synth Riders, of course, because that's a VR game. But There are a fair amount of chess games. I don't think any of them are super expensive. They're probably in the $10 to $15 range. Like, there's pure chess. There's, uh, I don't know what the fucking names of all these chess games are. But, like, I think I own all of them because I'm a really big fan of chess. I love chess a whole bunch. I just don't really have anyone to play with. And I've never, like, playing against the AI... Is fine, but I like playing against other people. Anywho, those games have so much more going on. They have, you know, like challenges and whatnot, where it's like, here's a scenario, can you come back if if you're like down this number of pieces, or can you complete this challenge in this many moves? Like they have so many things packed in them for you to, to mess around with, in addition to just having the the basic chess formula or the basic chess setup and Brawl Chess has nothing. So it's just it, it is one of the few games that I can think of recently where I'm just like I have no idea who this is for. I would recommend it to no one. And it's not like the chess gameplay is bad in it. It's just that you can get a much better chess experience for either the same price or a little more, and so I, I don't know why you would go with brawl chess unless you really really love the art. I don't like the art, and let me just stress this: if if it wasn't clear before, like the brawling part of it is very very minimal, not cool. Like you don't get really cool animations. They don't zoom in and you see them fighting up close or anything like that. It is just you you st- stay at that static camera angle above the board, and you just see a little bit of bickering, and you know who's going to win, because the rules are no different. The pieces are all the same with their same abilities. So, yeah. Not not a great chess experience, uh, specifically in comparison to what else is out there. And then Synth Riders just added, uh, I believe it is available today, the or a new DLC pack the synthwave essentials 2 music pack which features in addition to three other songs by bands i don't know that are the those songs are fine uh, but the the bigger thing is that it includes two songs from one of my favorite bands of all time muse and this is just like a perfect match a perfect pairing the the game Synth Riders and Muse, they go so well together. And I played a bit of them. The The one interesting thing, so, so the, the two songs included are The Dark Side and then Algorithm, alternate reality version. Now, the thing about Algorithm is that this is, I think, the first time they've done this. I'm not sure. Maybe there are a few other songs that do it in Synth Riders. But you can play this... Enhanced version of it where instead of being in the usual environment and having your UI cluttered with, you know, how many notes you've hit in a row, like what your streak is and what your current score is and all that stuff, it removes everything. And then it has this more somewhat dynamic experience with psychedelic imagery and just all these things happening. And it does warn you, you know, if you have issues with this, like there's going to be flashing lights, there's going to be all that. So if that's a problem, you won't be able to experience it. But it was such a different type of experience that it makes me wish every song had that, which is kind of a bummer. But it was a real joy to play that song, to play Algorithm that way. And then The Dark Side's just a great song, uh, and I enjoyed that. They also added, I think, three free songs with this update but I I, I loved it I, I think Synth Riders is just a fantastic VR experience the only real negative I can say about this pack is that there's not enough Muse I want all the Muse and I wish there were some more classics in it and some older songs that I could sing along to from the days when I used to cover Muse as part of my band days but yeah i i i I want to believe that this means that they're just they're gonna get all of muse but you know it's not gonna happen but uh it it's great what is there and i did because i picked up some of these games over the course of the uh, past few months Uh, i tried beat saber and i liked it but at least the two songs i played I I definitely do not like the soundtrack as much as Synth Riders, and overall, I enjoy the gameplay of Synth Riders more. And then I tried Autica by Harmonix, and that is a much different experience. I think I I definitely have to try it on a harder difficulty, because the one I was playing on, the basic difficulty, was so easy. Too easy, and not enjoyable. But I definitely do not like that anywhere near as much as... Beat Saber or Synth Riders because it's a very different type of experience and play style. I don't know if there are other ways, but like the way it works is that instead of like hitting the notes with your hands or sabers, you have guns and you shoot the notes when they reach a designated spot. And it's pretty forgiving in terms of like the auto aim and whatnot. And what makes it different over these other games is that, like, with Synth Riders and Beat Saber, you are hitting these notes along with the beat and the music. And in Autica, it is more of a... I don't want to say collaborative experience, but you have more control over the music. And you feel like you are actually partaking in the music making, because there are notes that you shoot them, and then you hold the triggers down... And then you can move your your hand and it'll affect the note. So it it feels like you are more so being a part of the the music making process as opposed to just playing along with the music. Uh, So if that that sounds more interesting, then Audica's worth checking out. But I definitely prefer the other type of experience. But uh, yeah. Then NBA 2K21, got out of college, still couldn't get any kind of clothing things for my, my person, my player, and that really annoyed me. And then I, I finally looked up and tried like looking up how to get customizable, uh, customizable <laughs> options, customization options for my player it was a pain in the ass to, to just find a clear answer. But I eventually learned that you have to reach a certain rep for the, uh, so that the city will open up and then you can go to a storefront to buy the shit. And that's a pain in the ass because that means you have to play in the city for, I don't know, like two hours to get to the pro level rep. And playing in the city sucks when you're playing with randoms. Sometimes you can get lucky and find some good people. But so many people in there suck. It's laggy and... S- The the vast majority of randoms are all selfish pieces of shit who don't like to pass the ball and play it as a team sport. And that sucks. I did get a few friend requests from people who appreciated my team play because I'm a point guard. And I'm going to pass the ball around and get it to open players unless I'm open and have a chance to to shoot a three. But if that's not the case, if I see somebody's open, I'm going to give them the ball. But seeing players constantly just... Go around and get double team and then triple team, but still just not pass the ball. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and then I hate, I hate the way the city is set up. Like you have all these stores to customize your character in various ways. Like you can do their casual clothing, their city clothing, their NBA on court appearance, which is what I was concerned about or, or what I wanted to change and add to, and to purchase all this stuff. You got to fucking navigate the the city space. Yeah, I mean you get a skateboard initially, but you can buy a bike I guess to go maybe a little bit faster. But you have to navigate through the the city to find the store that sells the, the stuff that you want. And that's just a pain in the ass to try and find something. You can't quick travel, there's no fast travel in this stupid ass space. It is just an overly convoluted dumb way to handle it, and I do not like it. I, I almost, when I realized that I had to get my rep up in order to even get the opportunity or, or, or you know, be able to customize my my player, I almost uninstalled the game right then and there. I was like, fine. You know, I, ha- I had four fun years at college. I mean, despite everyone shitting on me and treating me like I still wasn't the fucking badass player I was, taking Gonzaga to four straight championships. Fuck Henry Cobb, piece of shit. I'm better than him. He got drafted above me. He's a point guard. I'm a point guard. Doesn't make sense. The Bulls draft him number one, then me number two. Fucking bollocks, nonsense. Whatever. We're both not starters anyway. We both like play ten minutes a game. But I am outperforming him, and I just want to get to the point where it's like, fuck you, Cobb, and I want them to trade him away. But I digress. I like the game. I just think there's a lot of bullshit in it. And that's annoying. So, yeah. And a little annoying that you don't have any free things that you can. Like, you don't even get, like, here's a free headband and here's a free wristband. Like, you have to buy everything with the in game currency, which I think it is. It, I can understand now why people are upset. Like, the team things or the whatever th- kind of things. But, like, these modes, I don't know. It does seem a little slimy. <laughs> but uh yeah. That is it for uh what I've been playing. Just uh to hint at, at what I'll be talking about on, on Amazing Baka, in the next upcoming episode. I have been watching the dub because it's on YouTube of Anne of Green Gables or whatever the fuck it's called, this very famous Canadian children's story, I guess. Which I, I probably heard of. At some point. But I, I've i never read it. Or, or knew anything about it. It, it wasn't taught. Uh, at school. For me. At any point. And I'm, I'm curious if it's somewhat. Like Tintin. In England. Where it's huge there. But never made a splash. In the states. But. I am. I am hating the hell out of the. The anime. And I'm watching it. Because I heard good things. And also. It was made by the The creators of Studio Ghibli, and I know that the dub is part to blame, but another big part of it is just that. To anyone who is listening and has read Anne of Green Gables or whatever the fuck it is, is is she supposed to be such an annoying, insufferable, selfish, guilt trip? fucking pile of garbage i hate her as a character as a human being i i can't remember the last time i've hated someone as much as i hate Anne. like i despise her and i think the story they they want us to find her her uh, find her endearing and you know, feel bad for her in ways. She's a little orphan girl, and she fucking brings that up all the goddamn time. Like, oh, oh, you know, I, I, I know it's this, but you know, I'm a little orphan girl, and you know, I, I'm just blah, 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 blah. And she fucking cries, at fucking. Blah, blah, blah. I hate her so much. I just want to, I, 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 I wish she would just die and the show would be over quickly. But I know I still have too many episodes left. And i know why she's an orphan it's not because her parents died of like natural causes or some accident or whatever kind of sad thing it was her parents died because they just couldn't take living with their daughter anymore and they both fucking killed themselves because she's that fucking annoying she doesn't shut up she just talks 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 god i hate you Anne of green gable you suck anywho that will do it for this year episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again I am Marcus and as you all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, com, where you can find the art I make. What am I doing? The uh, site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast on amazingly baka and attack the backlog all of which are available on podcast services across the globe you can also check out the art i make on the site and if you see something you like you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com/pxs and support us that way and i always forget to mention this i just realized but you know if you want to watch the video version of attack the backlog or any other videos that I put up here and there you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check them all out there so uh yeah that will really do it for this episode thank you for listening i hope you had a wonderful wonderful day and i hope you have an even lovelier week and bye